Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. I'm Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh Soundbite. Well, today is definitely a very special day, uh, not only for veterans, but for Deer Lodge Center. And Nicole, thank you so much for being my live guest here on <laughs> Hugh at Home. I know that you are with the foundation, and it has been, again, another very interesting year. Yes, it has been. Thank you so much for having me today again, uh, Tracy. It's always a pleasure being here. So yes, it's been an interesting year and um, a lot of changes, a lot of uh, adapting to the public health orders and uh, ensuring that the residents and the patients and our veterans are well cared for and well protected and safe. So it's been a long, long year, but here we are in November and <laughs> we're about to celebrate uh, and uh, observe Remembrance Day. So it's, uh, it's been a big, special year. Yeah. And then maybe just comment, too, on how Deer Lodge Centre and the Foundation have really expanded, and it really has become more community-based, too, as well. Yes. Originally, Deer Lodge uh, Centre was created for the care of veterans, both World War I and then World War II. And then as time went by, there was a need in the community for services, programs and services, and there were fewer and fewer veterans that were requiring that kind of care. So they reached out to the community, and there's a wide variety of services that are offered and continue to grow and expand to meet the needs of the community. And I guess, what are some of the highlights this year? Well, certainly uh, dementia has been a focus for our foundation and for Deer Lodge. Uh, we have five units uh, that care for people with dementia, living with dementia. And not only do we care for those living with dementia, but also their family. And that's something that Deer Lodge is really very proud of and works very hard, is to care for the entire family because they are impacted by this as well. We also have different types of programs, including bariatric care. That's something mm -hmm. that uh, our, found, our foundation is supporting Deer Lodge as they, their program is expanding. Recently, they've been approved for three new beds. That's a, that's a really big uh, addition for Deer Lodge. So now we're supporting them with that expansion of that program. Chronic care. There's just so many different ways that uh, Deer Lodge serves the community. But on this day, Remembrance Day, of course, it all comes back to the veterans and the reason why Deer Lodge Center was established. And so I guess that's a great segue. We're going to go virtually to Deer Lodge Center. And I would love to introduce everyone to Alex. Alex is a resident and also a veteran. So 
Alex, I'm going to get your daughter Anne to press the unmute. Anne is there too, Alex's daughter, and Anne, please, you know, join in the conversation with your father too as well. So, Alex, how are you doing today? And maybe we've lost him. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Yes. Yes. There we are. <laughs> Stand by. And Anne, if you can just if you can just turn it horizontally. Okay, we are. Um and then there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Welcome back, Alex. <laughs> we lost you there for a minute. <laughs> Do you want to intro him again? Yes. So, everyone, I'd like to introduce Alex Olson. He is a resident at Deer Lodge Center and also a veteran. So, welcome, Alex, to Hugh at Home. How are you doing today? Thank you. You're good. How are you doing, Alex? Oh, no, I'm getting pretty weak. Oh. I have trouble getting in on the bed. But you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, uh, Alex, you're, you're there with your daughter, Anne. Anne, thank you so much for supporting your dad. So, Alex, tell us a little bit about your experience during the war, and how did you even start to get interested? Well, I need to do something when I got to that age. I tried joining RCMP before. I wasn't good enough for that. <clears throat> And I, I was in school when I joined the Navy. I took my first while at, in Saskatoon. Wow. We'd go out on the streets and run up and down the streets and whatnot for about six, about six weeks, I think, I was in Saskatoon. But I sure learned to run, run faster. <laughs> what kind of, yeah, so obviously you did running for training. What other things did you learn to do? Well, just, well, not anything important, I don't think. Where, where did you go after Saskatoon? Cornwallis, am I right? Yes, Cornwallis, Nova Scotia. Yeah. Near the Bay of, Bay of Fundy. I used to get sick crossing the Bay of Fundy. That's where you trained, right? Yeah. Yeah. We trained quite a while down the Bay of Fundy. Or on Cornwallis. And we worked with the other groups doing different things. And then we went down to Nova Scotia. What's the name of the place I went to Nova Scotia? You were in Shelburne, Nova Scotia. So, but it's, it's an amazing forest. It's got as big a tide as Niagara Falls. It's about 12, 
beach anyway, right? And then we had the tires ship up several times in the night because we kept going up. First thing we did was paint the ship. I never painted anything in my life. I was raised during the Depression. I don't remember we could even afford to get down the paint. Were you good at painting? <laughs> the funniest part. I went, we had to go about a quarter of a mile to breakfast, and I went, we learned how to hang our hammocks the night before. And I was right in between two other fellows in the hammock. I thought, well, I wanted to serve them. I could go to breakfast and look after my hammock after I get back. But by the time I get, got back, the fellow in charge wasn't in favor of me having my hammock. <laughs> so they kept me. All the crew was going to go out to the nearby town. But I had to stay. And they gave me a job of painting the guns and stuff. So the next morning, I applied to be an able seaman instead of an ordinary seaman. And the officer that was testing me, he said, oh, well, you can paint. That's all right. So I got to be a naval seaman. <laughs> and and I, the thing I didn't know, they took me there to put me on the ship. So the next morning, I got up, I was going on the ship. Well, I never knew anything about being in my town about the ship. But they went out, and I thought, well, they're just going to test the ship out. But they started dropping death charges. And why do you think they dropped the death charges? Well, after the war, the first German submarine to be sur to surrender surrendered at that port. So you think maybe they dropped him? Oh, to they dropped the left charges, I think, on purpose. But I never knew what they, what they were going to do. I was right there. I, I heard a rumor before that I was going to be my safety place at sea was going to be in the ammunition locker. Well, I didn't even know where the ammunition locker was. So I was there right exposed when they dropped the death charges trying to get submarines, but they didn't get anything. Put our lights out in our boat, that was one all. But that was, well, we went to different places, more or less on display. What about the one time you were training and they asked the submarines to come up? What happened? Oh, well, that was a little later. Oh. Before that happened, we went to a, I don't know if it was Halifax or where, where brought this one fellow back. He, he'd done something wrong. I don't know why he was in our boat. It was just ordinary little boat. 
he, he fell overboard into the water and he couldn't swim. We got him up safe though. <laughs> and what other training did you take while you were in the Navy? Well, not and we took quite, well, we were at Cornwallis for quite a few weeks. I don't know what all we took. But did you train to be a submarine detector? Well, I took training to be almost anything. But if you weren't any good for anything, you got to be a submarine detector. But then when test us out see most of our classes were in the room we we went out with two ships and two submarines and they after quite a few had been tested they decided that they'd have a, a check in the submarine they, they figured the submarines were too close together. So they signaled for the submarines to come up and one lifted the other out of the water. So at that end of that day's activities. After that, I don't know whether they had much to do with the Navy. It's pretty routine. We had yeah. I, and the ship I, it was on was put in the regenerator post feature. They sold it to Onassis. And he was given it, he made it in a pleasure ship. Wow. Um, Anne, or maybe Alex, what was life like after the war? What happened? Oh, it never had anything to do with the Navy after the war was over. But how did you get home? Oh, I can't think I came home with a train. I was only about five days in the Navy. Well, you were in the Navy from November 19, no, August of 1944 to November of 1945. So over a year. And then how did you come to Winnipeg or where did you settle after the war? Oh, went back to the farm. He did. Where was, where was the farm? We, I farmed during the depression. When wheat was about 25 cents a bushel and my dad was getting $5 a bushel before that he on extra land, so we kept busy farming, but some of his land wasn't right close. We'd have to go and batch. One quarter section was batched on. I had a pile of straw in the corner to sleep on. <laughs> and while I was sleeping, the mice came and chewed on my hair. Wow. So Dad's farm was in Spy Hill, Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then how did he meet his wife and then eventually have family? 
Well, my my wife was a dietitian at a small college. She was in put, charge of food service for a small cottage. Where was the college? And she was going to take. In Chicago? No. Ohioland Park, yeah. Ohioland Park, yes. And did, how did you meet? Well, she decided to take square dance lessons. And I she saw that the square she was with was kind of pushing her out because they had more than eight people. So I saw what was going on. I guess I was kind of in charge in getting the square dance lessons going. But anyway, I took her to another square and that's when we start going together. And why yeah. did you go to Chicago? Well, I went there to cur make curling ice. My brother well, promised his people he'd work for them and then when it came time to go, he wasn't going to go. So I said, I, you can't do that. I better go in your place. So that's what happened. I went in his place. Wow. So just by chance, you met the love of your life. Yeah, well, I used to drive her around quite a bit. <laughs> we got engaged at Old Town, Chicago. I didn't realize Chicago went that far, so. <laughs> oh, well, that's so wonderful. Well, you know what, Alex? And thank you, Anne, too, for spending some time and sharing the stories. Uh, how How is life now, Alex? Good? As good as oh, can be? Well, everything's good here. And I'm not used to having everything good. When we were young, we went to, my mother gave us each a quarter to go to a picnic. We, we wouldn't even spend that quarter because that was money. We didn't have any money in those days. Wow. Well, it's good to hear that life is good. And Deer Lodge is treating you well. Oh, yeah. Well, they gave us everything here at Deer Lodge. Deer Lodge is a wonderful place. It's hard for me to have everything done for me because I'm used to doing everything. I had a full day's work always. I never thought I'd been idle. Oh, well, you're in good hands. Thank you so much, Anne, and thank you, Alex, for sharing a little time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Alex, eh? He's a perfect example. Yeah. There's a, there's a number of veterans like this who have amazing stories, and they've, they do share. Sometimes they don't always share those experiences that they had uh, during the war, but every once in a while you do get to share, they do share, and you get to hear their experiences, and it's really quite amazing. And we owe them a debt of gratitude and so much respect for all that they sacrificed so that we can have the kind of life that we have here now. So it's, it's wonderful. Yes, and I want to add to that um, at Deer Lodge Center, they do have another uh, place there that is looking after the next generation of yes. veterans because we cannot, you know, say enough about 
the veterans of today that are out there. Absolutely. There's the Occupational Stress Injury Clinic, OSI clinic, that helps uh, those current serving military, RCMP, and retired military in RCMP who maybe are suffering with PTSD or any other mental health issues. So we still continue in that vein where we care for those who serve. And if people would like more information on the Foundation, Nicole, and the other services offered at Deer Lodge, where can they go? Oh, they can go to our website, of course, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> to our website at DeerLodgeCenterFoundation.com. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure. Always. And again, we salute, we take a moment to remember yes. all of those that have uh, fought so bravely for a world then, which we now live in. So, thank you. Thank you. For listening. This has been a production of ilikeyou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.